1: I don't know, it was just rough. Some point I just kind of looked at all my supplies and I was just thinking, like, it'd be fun to look back on, you know, the before days as (laughs) of <laughs> like an escape. I just picked a month and I just started and the first spread I think took forever because I was overthinking everything but I don't know I just felt like some kind of DIY therapy where it was like the world was a bit chaotic my family was hurting living in it but scrapbooking I could just kind of live in like those better
0: times. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host Jennifer Wilson owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 188. In this episode, I'm joined by Leanne Jones to hear how she transitioned from being a project life kit collector to a passionate pocket page scrapbooker. Hey Leanne, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, thanks for having me. I love
1: this podcast.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you for joining me today. And before we get into our regular routine of topics, as well as our special topic for the day, would you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Leanne Jones. I live in the San Francisco Bay area. And for any locals, I live in the East Bay. Um, I am married to my husband, Paul for more than 13 years. And we have two daughters, Denali, who is eight, and Paisley, who is six. We also have two cats, Nom Nom and Pepper are their names. And outside of scrapbooking, I work part-time as a freelance writer and editor, uh, mostly with lifestyle and travel magazines, but a few book titles as well. And
0: yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Very cool. Thank you. So what's exciting you right now in memory keeping and scrapbooking? Oh,
1: I think the most exciting thing I'm seeing a lot lately,
0: and I do not it's not
1: necessarily new, I guess, but maybe it's evolved a little, is just like these incorporation of artist techniques. Like there's always kind of been this mixed media thing, I guess, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just seeing more. So I like, uh, for example, there's a scrapbooker, I believe her name is Jenny Simon, mm-hmm. and she like incorporates her sketches and her paintings into her albums. She did like this. Insanely beautiful sketch of Betty White for a page. And then she hand painted her December Daily album with like um, some like Hebrew lettering and it was just gorgeous. I'm trying to think of some other examples. Oh, recently um, Linda Jordan, she did like doodles and stuff on top of her photos for a week in the life. I saw another one from Pink Fresh Studio. I believe her name is Annette, but she did this really cool hand painted background. I don't know. It just feels like this really interesting blending of these kind of, of art and craft techniques with the scrapbooking products that I think is really interesting. And I haven't really tried it myself, but I really want to.
0: <laughs> yes. I think backgrounds sometimes are the easiest, but it's just such a thing where you can kind of just play and also give yourself some room for experimentation to know you might totally make something crazy and not like it. And that's okay. That's part of the process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not very good at convincing myself that failing's okay, even though I know it's okay.
0: righty. <laughs> Well, I think that might come up later in our conversation (laughs) related to project life. But before we get there, we always love to ask our guests, what is one story on your memory-keeping bucket list? So this is something that feels really important to capture, but you've not done it yet.
1: Um, So the list is really long. (laughs) I am not the most productive scrapbooker, so I am very slow. I think one of your earlier guests this month was talking about like intentional scrapbooker. I'm like, yes. That is me. But I I think I don't know, there's some big projects like documenting my my second daughter's first year. Like I did that for my first daughter, but not my second. So that's a big one. And then also I want to do just more about my life growing up. I feel like I've done a lot of scrapping of, of my children. And one story that's kind of been rattling around in my head is like documenting stories about my name. And like obviously a big part of that is where my name came from. So like my name is Lee anne Marie, and each of those pieces are my mom and her sister's middle names. Oh. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. But then I've also had these, like, really random stories throughout my life about my name. Like, when I used a nickname for a while, um, which was Annie, when I happened to be in a college class with two other women named Leanne which was, like, insane because I've not met, met that many. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's also a woman who I've never met, uh, but uh, several of my friends have met and her, she keeps coming in and out of my life in in strange ways. Um, So I don't know. I just thought there's like all these stories about my name and I'd like to kind of bring them all together somehow in a scrapbook page or or maybe multiple
0: pages oh that's so fun what a great idea I've not I've not heard stories of that but I'm I'm kind of brainstorming now on all the ones that I can think (laughs) of related to my name sometimes I go by the nickname fur which there's a whole story behind that
1: and so
0: yeah I, I think I definitely have to do that too so thank you for sharing the idea oh yeah no problem All right. So I invited you on the show because you've been sharing on Instagram about your process of catching up with past years of project life. Mm -hmm. And can you start by telling us a little bit about your history as a memory keeper? How did you get started and kind of how did you evolve?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I started as so many people did with creative memories. (laughs) My aunt hosted a party and, you know, a consultant came over and showed us how to make pages I think it was, I know I was a teenager, and I was trying to think, of it like, at what point? But I think it was somewhere around the mid-90s. I loved it immediately. I felt like it combined, like, I love telling stories. I love photography. I love design. And then I'm also just kind of really sentimental. So mm-hmm. it was a good combination. Um, and I, I do remember back then, I kind of have this, like, rebellious thing where I kind of like to do things differently. But I remember back then, I you had to trim like the 12 by 12 feet paper to fit their like proprietary album pages. They're like a little bit shorter. And I was like, absolutely not. Like (laughs) I'm not doing that. And so I was like, told the consultant, like I'm getting my own stuff. And so I would get my own, you know, protectors and albums at Michael's or something and did my own thing. But I definitely did that like creative memories, style, shapes of photos and that kind of thing for many years. What's kind of cool about that. Actually, I, Want to mention is like my family so after that point they started gathering to do scrapbook pages together craft nights craft weekends and since then since the mid 90s some people have stopped you know they've moved on to other hobbies lots of quilting and cross stitch is happening but we still get together like me and my mom and my sisters get together once a week to craft and it's just awesome
0: that is <laughs> I love amazing, that, yeah. like,
1: our hobbies can bring us together like that
0: Yes, yes, I hear that so often with groups of friends and family members, and I think particularly scrapbooking because it is so like personal, and it's just it's our lives done creatively. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so it's often kind of even so much more than other crafts can bring you together. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just biased. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk specifically about project life or pocket page scrapbooks. If you Mm -hmm. had to explain this format to a complete beginner, uh, maybe even to yourself back in those original days, (laughs) what would you say about it? I think I
1: always kind of start with like the physical aspect of it. Like I tell people it's kind of similar to like those old photo albums from like pre-1980s where there's slipped photos into the pockets, (laughs) except... These albums have different size pockets, not only hold photos, but uh, your stories and ephemera. And and then I'd probably share that it's very time-bound. It's about documenting uh, like everyday life chronologically over a year, and that there's some variation and some people devote a pager spread to a week or a month, and I do my monthly. I don't know if that would be sufficient, but that's probably how I'd start it. <laughs>
0: Well, I think echoing back to old photo albums, I think is perfect. I recently found my grandpa had this photo album from a vacation and Mm -hmm. it was basically like the, um, those project life mini books where it was, you know, two up four by six photos Mm -hmm. and then a spot Mm -hmm. on each side for journaling. And he'd filled it all out. He pulled a little card out and he'd filled it out and put it back in. And it was like, (laughs) wow, that's, uh, so familiar yet not. (laughs) Right? It's
1: wild.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> Things always coming back in a different way.
0: <laughs> so specific to your project life journey, how did that evolve for you? Have you been doing it for a while? I'm curious how your uh, creative world shifted from making layouts to doing pockets.
1: Yeah, so I did layouts for for a long while. I know I kind of evolved, but but layouts, 12 by 12 standard layouts were a thing for me for a very long time. Um, I think I first saw Project Life while reading blogs. I was like super into blogs for a right. while there, like 2008, 2010-ish. And I had, you know, the Google Reader RSS feed of like every person who
0: blogs on the planet. Oh, rest in um, peace, Google Reader. Oh I st- my gosh, right? I really stopped reading blogs after Google Reader disappeared. It was so sad.
1: I that honestly might have helped like change the landscape there with that disappearing. It's just, just wild. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go Uh, ahead. Oh yeah, no worries. (laughs) So I think I saw, you know, some chatter about, you know, Becky Higgins project life was a new thing and it just seemed so different. And I think at that point it, it seemed to me like it might be easier or less time consuming. Um, I actually don't think that's true, but at the time I thought that, um, it just seemed more simple, I guess, than making a, you know, looking at a 12 by 12 blank page and creating something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing um, that made me buy my first kit is it was the midnight kit from um, Liz Tamanaha, I believe. And I'm trying to think of when it came out. It had to have been like two, 2012, 2013. And I just thought it was so cool. Like it was just so so graphic and trendy and and then I remember finding out about Studio Calico and literally for many years I like bought things because they looked cool but I was completely stalled out on actually doing project life um for yeah for a long time and I was was trying to think of when that was and I think it was probably um when I had my first child in 2014 I was like I want to document you know, her first year and all these moments. And I just saw all those supplies, you know, and I was like, let's do it. (laughs) Let's just get in here. And what's funny is I, I, just a few years later after buying so many supplies, I kind of, like, I didn't like the rounded corners anymore. And, like, it's so funny how if you don't use things right away, it just kind of changes. But I think I ended up using, like, a totally new kit from, like, Simple Stories to do her Her documenting and then I um subscribed to Ali's Ali Edwards stories by the month but yeah I that's kind of when I started was after the birth of my first kid in 2014 but to be honest like once I had kids it was very limited scrapbooking time so it was like I did that baby album for her and didn't do a ton after that I kind of just kept working on that over many years (laughs) (laughs) And then fast forward to 2020 um, in the pandemic. That's when I like really, really got into project life.
0: You know, I think your story is going to feel so familiar to many of our listeners, both in terms of buying product that you have really good intentions for, as well Mm -hmm. as having, you know, the seasons of life really impact how much time, energy, and motivation you have for your hobby. Like sometimes we're just like all in. We're so excited. We're bursting with (laughs) ideas and energy. And sometimes it's like, I can't, I can't muster (laughs) the extra oomph to go into Mm -hmm. this room or to do anything else in the day. So I think that's very, very natural and normal. Okay. (laughs) So we fast forward to 2020, and that's when you've really mm-hmm. gotten into it. You've already mentioned a couple types of products, but what projects are you really relying on for your project life and your pocket pages these days?
1: Uh, so right now, I'm doing mostly Ellie Studio, and that's because I'm on um, the creative team there. So, um, doing you know three or four projects a month with those products, and I love how they're simple and they're bright. Um, and both those things to me are appealing. And I also like that they're very flat. (laughs) I'm always trying to get, my goal is to get two years of project life into one album. And I know to some people that sounds like really wild, but to me, like, I just don't want that many albums Mm -hmm. in my home. So having those kind of lots of cardstock die cuts and things over, you know, wood veneer and thick chipboard is, it's very useful to me in that endeavor. (laughs) I also love Allie Edwards. I have many stories by the month kits that I haven't used yet that I'll go back to and use someday. And then I always do day in the life, which I love. And that's always just a spread in my um, project life album. Yeah. I kind of buy from wherever when things catch my eye, I get excited about them.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And I think you've shared so many different tips there in terms of like keeping your individual cards thinner so that over time, everything adds up to a thinner album. <laughs> Um, And really kind of, I don't know, I feel like you very much customized your hobby to what you need as you've evolved, uh, particularly in this kind of new season for you where pockets are exciting and are, you know, fun for you again. So, I hadn't thought about
1: it that way.
0: (laughs) Have there been any challenges that you experienced with the format? And maybe this goes back to more of your full start, but even today... Are there any things that kind of frustrate you or you beat your head against the wall about?
1: Yeah, I think, um, like I said earlier, about like, I originally thought it would be simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just thought, um, I think when it started out, I mean, as you mentioned, you, your grandfather's album, it's like, I thought you just pop in four, four by six photos and then you write the stories behind them on like the four, three by four cards and you're done. <laughs> but I think for myself and for many of us, it's like we treat each pocket like it's its own page and you need to be designed. And so it's like, there's eight layouts on this one page and they all have to look good together. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little bit. um, Yeah. It's just a little bit more. uh, designy than I expected at the beginning, but um, I guess to overcome that, I just tend to lean into a very colorful color palette. So you know, all my random photos from a single month, they don't all go together. They're all different colors. So when I look at my supplies, I'm always reaching for like, you know, the multi-striped journal tag or just making sure there's lots of different colors that repeat throughout the page. And I feel like that brings it some balance.
0: <laughs> no, that makes sense too. I think that's the the coordination aspect, I think, is sometimes uh, a stumbling point. Like, does this does this look good altogether? together? I think the grid helps it kind of unify, but I think that can be something that definitely, uh, I don't know, gives people pause and makes them, you know, not feel finished if it, if it doesn't feel totally balanced or the, the colors are in harmony. So,
1: yeah, I don't know for something for me, I just I want that balance. And I know for other people, it's like not that big a deal, but yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's it sounds like you recently completed an album that was for twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen together. Can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more about that project?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned earlier i like basically like hoarded project life supplies until the pandemic, and it's it's really honestly true. I was definitely like a collector more than a scrapbooker. But the first year of the pandemic was like really hard for me and my kids, just the ages that they were, you know, our first school year cut short, play dates stopped, playgrounds closed. Uh, my kid did not do well with all the things on Zoom. She would she would just cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't know, it was just rough, you know? And so um, at some point I just kind of looked at all my supplies and I was just thinking like be fun to look back on you know the before days as, as like <laughs> yes, yes. an escape you know so I I just picked a month and I just started and the first spread I think took forever because I was overthinking everything but I don't know I just felt like some kind of DIY therapy where it was like the world was a bit of chaotic my family was hurting living in it but scrapbooking I could just kind of live in like those better times and yeah it just really motivated me I just thought it was just really um it felt good to do it (laughs) so I just like really went to town like I just went through 2018 and then took went into 2019 and once I got going it kind of reignited my interest in scrapbooking in general so I kind of started doing other project you know day in the live I did some more 12 by 12 spreads and so my my album process slowed down a little I actually just finished the title pages for that album like a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, but it's done and it feels amazing like it's like the first full you know project life album for me and um yeah I'm just like stoked about it it's my favorite thing I'm like this is the first thing I'm taking if we had to run out of our house you know <laughs>
0: That's super cool. I'm curious, are you planning on doing additional past years or keep, are you planning on doing 2020 or even, yeah, you know, so more I recent did, years?
1: I did work, I made one spread from 2020 <laughs> and it was like really hard. And I mm-hmm. it was like, uh, some of those months are still kind of like an open wound for me. And I, I hate to sound like, I feel like I'm sounding dramatic, but I think for a lot of us, it was really hard to have all that stuff. Um, going on in the world. But anyway, so I haven't gone back to it. I'm not going to sweat it like I just, it'll happen. (laughs) So for now, I'm just moved on to 2021, which for me personally felt a little bit more uh, normal. And it doesn't have kind of the same weight to me as 2020 did. So yeah, I'm keeping pace with 2021 right now, like a year behind. So I'm working on September 2021 right now in 2022. Um, and that's feeling good. And I actually do want to go back to pre 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, starting this year, I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll do one old, you know, page and one new page every month, but I don't really have the bandwidth for that. So I'll have to have a different, a different plan, but I'd love to go back and, and do some of those older years too. I just, it'd be really fun to have all that documented. Oh, for
0: sure. Now, I'm curious, when you sit down to tackle a month, how do you approach mm-hmm. it?
1: So, uh, yeah, I have kind of a pretty specific process, and it's um, it's a bit lengthy, and I probably should, like, tighten up here and there, but basically, I move all my photos off my phone regularly, like, every few months and onto my computer, mm-hmm. so they're generally there waiting for me, so I just... They're organized by month and then year into folders. And so I just start looking at all my photos. And I, I mean, there's many thousands for each month. So I will do, dupl- I will delete duplicates and weird stuff. It's amazing how many photos I take of things like on the shelf in a store. Yes,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> so I, like, delete
1: all those weird things. I rename the files in a way that makes sense to me and I really delete about two-thirds of the photos each month. That's how much junk I have in my camera roll. But then I go through again once I've done that edit and I kind of tag my absolute favorites Mm -hmm. and then I just count how many favorites I have. So if I have 20 favorites, I'm like, oh, I can totally keep this to one spread that's going to work. But if I have, you know, 50, then we maybe need two spreads or an insert or something. And then I just start printing and kind of laying it out on my desk in order of like my favorite photos first. And then making the harder choices about what to cut toward the end, you know. Um, and then in terms of like journaling and stuff for like these older years, I just look, I look back at my Google calendar. Because that's where everything is personally and for my family. So I just kind of see what we were up to. I look at my social media feeds for that month. What else? Oh, I have a Google doc that I log kind of funny or sweet things my kids say. Um, So I'll look there to see if there's anything worthwhile, you know, putting in a quote somewhere in the page. Yeah, I feel like at least for 2018 and 2019, it was easy to kind of get my head back into the past and like feel like I could document it accurately without missing anything big. I don't know if that's going to be the case as I go further back, but so
0: far it's been
1: it's been workable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you. I love kind of this uh, customizable approach where you're not rigid to okay, it is you know exactly this many spreads per month. You look and see okay, what is the volume of stories that I have, the photos that I have, and how yeah. what what feels like the right amount for that.
1: Um, yeah. I'd like love to keep it all to one spread because as you know, I'm like trying to fit in lots Mm -hmm. in one album, but sometimes they're just too full and that's fine. Like
0: do a couple of spreads or do a six by 12 insert. I'm totally up for that. So you said 20 photos would be like totally fine for one spread. So what does that mean about kind of the shapes and sizes of photos that you tend to use?
1: So I'd still have to cut a few at that point but at least it's like I know it's in the ballpark of one spread Mm. but yeah I like to mix it up I use uh I always have a few four by fours and then always several three by fours and then often I'll um I do two by twos often on top of a journal tag with like a pretty pattern on it and then I like photo collages especially for things where it's important to me but it seems like it wouldn't be that important to other people looking through it (laughs) So uh one example is like I love going to art exhibits.
0: Mm-hmm. So I might
1: do like a four four photo collage on like a four by four print with like a little caption off to the side where it's like it just takes one pocket and it's not taking the place of things that are more important to my whole family. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally does. I think
0: sometimes our photo libraries are so kind of imbalanced they don't really reflect Mm -hmm. what kind of the pie plate of our life looks like it reflects what we take pictures of and some things we don't take pictures at but they take a lot of our time and some things like that we really enjoy personally we take lots of pictures of like i don't know not necessarily dumb things but you know more Mm -hmm. insignificant more everyday things that are valuable to us and mm-hmm. yeah that balance is is always an interesting thing when we're trying to kind of document holistically mm-hmm. I guess yeah it's like I know that
1: this album is ultimately told from my perspective and mm-hmm. I actually I put on my title pages I'm like life and our family as told by Leanne Jones because it feels like this is my perspective on our life and it yeah. could be totally different from my husband's at the same time like I do want to kind of include these more personal things that I enjoy because it's, you know, it's the creative project that I'm working on. So I'm always trying to strike this balance of like it means a lot to me and it includes like a whole look at what I'm into, but it also is meaningful to everyone else in my family who wants to take a look at it. So it's this little dance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I love about scrapbooking, particularly the emphasis on the when we're talking about project life or memory planning or anything that's a bit more in the. I don't know, smaller scale, both story-wise and physically-wise often allows us to bring in more of those personal stories, I think. Mm -hmm. So we've Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about kind of real-time documentation versus looking back. And I'm sure you've scrapbooked either on layouts or whatever, something that happened more recent at, at some point, or even, you know, what you're doing right now for 2022. How do you compare the... The way you tell stories, the type of stories you tell, the thing, the the things that are important versus not important when it's very recent versus less recent.
1: You know, I am not sure that I've really scrapbooked like in real time. Ever. Like, (laughs) I just think about that. I'm like, I think it's almost always been at least a year behind. Uh Like, even right now, I'm doing 2021 in 2022 you know yeah I don't know I think it'd be hard for me to compare but I do like looking back it feels like a little bit less maybe less stressful like I know I'm already looking back so I'm never behind (laughs) (laughs) and then um also it's like I like the perspective a little I it could be interesting to have you know that real-time perspective absolutely and I I have I don't have that really but I do like looking back a year or more it's like you have a bit fuller of a perspective where you can I don't know you can just describe things more completely and I kind of like that um yeah I mean maybe that's my next adventure is like more more real-time scrapbooking more
0: currently lists and stuff like this (laughs) well and the flip side of that is you should do what works and I think there's others that can can learn from that and embrace that permission to not be behind by always being behind. Like you just said, I've talked several times with folks about, okay, if we're always not finishing our December dailies, why don't we use the new products from this year to scrapbook <laughs> the last year's photos? Because we already have them and we can just uh-huh. make it a project. It has boundaries, like here's the photos, here's the stuff, make a book. Uh, and always like be intentionally doing it one year behind. So I think there's there's something to be said for that as well.
1: I really like that idea. Honestly, like, so as we're talking now, all the December daily yep. products are coming out and I love them so much. Like every year I watch all the things I even do like the prep day with like no intention of doing the project. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, like I it's love so, it's it. Fun, and then, yeah. yeah. And I, I will buy a few things, you know, I'll buy, you know, individual things. I don't buy like the whole kit because I just know that I'm not going to do it, but I do have Christmas and, and December documenting in my life. And so the products are helpful to me. I just haven't done that time bound thing, but I like your idea of just making it like, we're going to look at last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, I think for those who maybe are continuously feeling stressed about it, I think there's something to that. And the fact that you've mm-hmm. kind of shown that it's a sustainable approach, you haven't felt kind of pressured to to switch back and forth. Like, Oh, well I, am just not doing the the current stuff. So I have to do that. No, you feel Uh, solid mm -hmm. in saying, okay, this is what I'm working on right now. And I want everyone to feel solid and secure and excited about what they're doing. Hmm. All right. So do you have any advice for someone who maybe is in a similar boat and wants to either start or finish documenting a past year and they're now, from our conversation, super attracted to the Pocket Pages of Project Life format if they haven't been already?
1: Sure. I mean, that'd be awesome if we inspired somebody here. Um, I would just say uh, start. I mean, for so many years I was watching instead of doing, you know, Mm as like collecting instead of crafting. But then once I started, it just like lit a fire, you know? And I feel like, the starting place doesn't even matter. I say I started in with 2018. But honestly, I started with September 2018, which is super random. Mm -hmm. I just it's felt like a month that was was a good month, you know, and so I went from September through December and then went back to January and made my way through the rest of the year. So I'd say, yeah, I'd say just like picking a place and time that excites you like an incredible week or an incredible month, just because it's fun to document and then go from there in like whatever order you want. And eventually you'll fill an album and then that'll motivate you to fill another. I think
0: that'll be my best advice. Oh no, I love that. I think that's really important. And particularly the, sometimes we all need a little permission to scrapbook out of order. However, that looks for you that you don't have Mm -hmm. to start with January. I know when I've done, Project Lifetime albums, which I'm not, I've only, there's only one year that I really did the whole year. I felt intimidated in January. Like that first opening page had to be beautiful. And then, you know, the January cover page, oh my gosh, like it has to like be epic. Um, but then by the time you get to the end of the year, you're just like scribbling all over the page and you want it to be done. Uh, so I think bouncing around can, can help you a little bit, I think to kind of take out some of the intimidation factor. You yeah, it's interesting you mentioned
1: the title pages because that was where I ended. Yeah. I was just like, I have no idea what I would put on a title page. I just, it completely stumped me. So I just went past it <laughs> and I was just like, I'll figure this out later. Um, and then I ended up, I can't remember where I saw it. I think on social media, I saw someone else's title page and it kind of gave me the idea, but I just ended up printing a photo of each of us and our family, mm-hmm. like my favorite one from that year. I made them black and white. Cause I just felt like I really wanted to be a little bit more creative with the title page with like some bold prints and things with the, you know, the pockets, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I, it was like, wow, I don't know why that was so challenging, but I'm glad I didn't start there because it would have just kept
0: me stalling
1: longer, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. I think it's okay to like skip past the thing. Maybe you're feeling stuck on and just go back to it. That's a great tip too. Well, Leah, this has been so fun. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Can you share where we can find you online? Anything that you might have new or coming up uh, towards the end of this year? Yeah. So the best place to find me is Instagram.
1: Um, About a year ago, I created a separate profile just for all scrapbooking all the time. (laughs) So it's Scrappy Annie, and that's an I-E on the end of both words. Yeah. In terms of what's coming up, I mean, I... I would love to film a really nice album flip through for YouTube of this one that I finished and then Mm -hmm. future albums. So I'm currently in that like research phase. I need to get some equipment to like hold up my phone and stuff like that and, you know, learn iMovie. No big deal. But (laughs) whenever that does happen, um, I'll be sure to share that on Instagram too. So Instagram is where it's at.
0: Sounds awesome. Again, thanks so much for spending time with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com membership to learn more and join our community.